Hi there, welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. I'm Steve Lubitz and I am here. Oh. <laughs> I am here with, with EDM uh, expert uh, and games boss of Giant Space Cap, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Brian? I could push the button, Steve. Does this make you nervous? I, no Does more so than usual. Nervous? But, you know, I, I'm just kind of on my usual guard. <laughs> In a world where Bree is a gangster. <laughs> An EDM gangster. So what we did before this uh, show, like, Georgia was singing to me. I go, Georgia, that's not my, my favorite song. And she goes, what is your favorite song? Yeah, I say, it's a, a song called F in the Bathroom Stall <laughs> by a very talented artist named Gypsta. And then oh. I played a little bit for everyone, and it's a, it's a pretty bad song. So, Steve, are you scared I'm going to play it and you're going to have to edit? Spend a whole weekend editing. I'm just waiting for the call from Mike Hurley on Monday morning. Like, what? What are you guys doing? The call is just wow. What was that song? It was so great. How many calls have you already gotten? Uh, l- l- that's it. confidential, Georgia. <laughs> we get a lot of calls. Like, out of everyone on Rocket, who would you think swears the most? Would it be me, Christina, or Simone? I I, I can guess. Who do you guess? I would assume Christina. it's some. I would assume it's I would, Simone. I would guess Simone. Actually, it's Simone by like is it really? See, she's because she has to work in you know the goody goody Pixelkin office all day. So as soon as she gets out of there, you know it's it's uh, f bombs for miles. I understand how Unleash that is. Unleash the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw I'm... that out there randomly throughout the show. Good. It's not good. even gonna like have that. anything to do with anything. And then Bree, you can like play your theme music after. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, wait. Do okay, it. okay, ready. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Unleash the Kraken. Woo! Okay, I'm done. Uh, so we also have, uh, for one more time. <laughs> we haven't even introduced anyone I know. Yet. <laughs> uh, editor at the Mary Sue, Maddie Myers. How you doing, Maddie? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty uplifted now that we had our 10-minute our dance break before the show started. Everybody was like, where are they? We were just dancing, guys. We were just dancing. <laughs> You know, we, we needed to get we needed to dance out our feelings and uh, we needed to get our shuffles out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> is that what they is that what the kids call it nowadays? I made up that phrase just now and I expected to catch on. <laughs> I 100 percent expected to catch on. OK, somebody memify that like immediately. Cool. Is that yeah. a word? Memify? I, I'm making it that up. That can now. catch on, too. I mean, yes. that's that's another thing we're going to we're going to kick start. We haven't had an isometric memification Anytime recently. Well, Georgia, recent Georgia, you've been asleep at the switch is the problem, and you need okay. to memify something. I mean, it seems to me isometric memes just mean giving Georgia a bunch of nonsense. So <laughs> yeah, I'll take that yeah. up a notch. I'll work on that. I saw somebody create some sort of elaborate image of a business card of yours, Georgia, oh, that said that Georgia good. Chicken Parts Dow on it. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. That is considered that, a meme, I believe. I guess so. I think that I'm gonna I think that I'm gonna uh keep that. The I, I took a picture, I think I'm actually gonna print it. It was Candy Crusher martial artist, falconry enthusiast. Um, orc slayer, writer, mech suit wearer. Uh, I think many of these came from Brie. Yeah, every one of those. <laughs> Go through it again. Panda like... alarmist, wielder of emoji. Um, yeah, it was made by Michael Howard. We should give him credit. <laughs> Michael J. Thank Howard you. on Twitter. Thank so, you. So I guess, do I need to use all of these in, in your introduction now? I think I just accidentally introduced you, Georgia, by, by saying Georgia Chicken Parts Dow. I summoned your entire <laughs> being. 
so <laughs> so, so so we have uh psychotherapist and see your editor at imore.com and wearer of dragon scales and batman impersonator and meme master georgia chicken parts now how you doing georgia <laughs> unleash the kraken <laughs> Wait, wait, Okay. I thought mine was better, but sure, fine. Yeah, the Kraken was asleep. <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> okay, we're getting the really filthy part of the song, so you can't keep telling that joke, George. It's just become even Steve, more dangerous. Right now, after this, it's the most dirty, disgusting stuff you've ever heard in your life. Like it is uh, and I have showtime. I have showtime at my house. Like it's yeah, worse than that. I can't I can't I can't do that. You can't say I can't do that. Now I'm it's it's itching. Challenge Adam. accepted. <laughs> oh this is gonna be one uh, heck of a You could play a different song, but no, don't though, because otherwise no, it's not gonna work. Do that. No. Won't do that. No, 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 no. no. She can do that. Who do you think you're talking to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We just power through it. That's what we do. That's right. That's right. Whatever the song lyrics are, we're just going to deal with it as it comes. <laughs> so, so before, I said that. So before, <laughs> that's it. So anyway, that, you can find the show notes at no. Uh, Bye everyone and good night. Thank you <laughs> and good night. Uh, so I, before we get to the bad part of the song, we should probably talk about video games. Bria, do you want to say something about the the Game Awards um, thing that yeah, happened this I'm just, week? I'm just going to cover this super quickly. Um, guys, did you know our industry is a massive problem with structural sexism and uh, bias against women? Did you know that? I did I, not know, I know that. You're shocked because we've never I'm talked unfamiliar. about it. I'm unfamiliar. I actually, I actually didn't know further? that until two minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow. This is news to me. Actually, know, no, it isn't er, because it was covered this week in the news by yeah, my news yeah, outlet. By your organization. Thank you for that, by the way. Now, look, er, I I was trying <laughs> to get some work done this week. I was trying to get some work done. I was on my way to New York to do a show on the Sci-Fi Channel, which I'm going to be on very soon. Congratulations. And I just came back. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, I came back from like a week of fundraising. And what is going on? Um Every woman I know in the industry is talking about the Game Awards, which amazingly, jaw-droppingly, have a ratio of judges of one woman out of 52 judges. Now, I'm going to say that one more time. Including the eSports panel, they had one woman judge out of 52 judges for the Game Awards, which was televised on MTV last year. And, you know, like we talked about making this a whole topic and I'm, I'm just not going to get into the blow by blow, but I can say that I've been disappointed with the game awards as we've tried to back channel with them. And I've frankly been extremely disappointed that the press has not written about this this week. Now, outside the games industry, some people did step up. Maddie, your fine, fine, fine periodical, the Mary Sue um, <laughs> and Carolyn Cox did write about this and you were just really direct about it. These year's awards, the Game Awards this year, are a total sexist write-off was the headline, which is dead on. And you know, the problem is because our industry tends to only reflect the views of one specific kind of gamer. You, know, you very correctly could call this the men's Game Awards because there are barely women's voices represented. And this ends up with like the games that should be getting awards or at least should be in the running just completely being erased. So um, I just want to say I'm, I'm disappointed in the industry for the situation happening. I'm disappointed in people I consider colleagues that 
did not step up and write about it. Um, I'm disappointed in the conversations I've had with men in the industry. They're unable to understand why it's a problem. I'm just, I'm, I'm frustrated about every part of it. And it's just another reason, like our industry has some sexism it is barely able to understand. So uh, does anyone have anything to chime in on with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we covered it. I was really surprised that very few people did. Yeah, yeah. Georgia, you want to you wanna <laughs> unleash the Kraken? <laughs> uh, I think that it's one of those things that that we need to make sure that people are are talking about. If you don't talk about it, it lets it go away, and it's almost it, it goes back to that thought of you know bullying. We we allow bad things to happen if we don't speak out about it. And I know that people are worried about going through repercussions um, if they say something. And there's a lot of fear and like a lot of people lot of are their friends too. I think, and they're like, I don't want to criticize my friend. My friend's a judge, and I don't. I would feel bad suggesting they don't belong there. But then it's like, okay, but it's fifty two guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> surely some of your other colleagues are not guys, or maybe not. Whatever. Anyway, <sighs> keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I was actually hoping you would just say, release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, no, okay. the lyrics are starting. It's only going to go downhill from here. Uh, there's only a few more releasing of Krakens that we can do before. Maybe if we, like, you know. really dissect out the lyrics, people Don't won't. Don't that. Don't Sorry. Able to... Sorry. Yeah. So if you're not hearing this episode until Thanksgiving, it's because I'm still editing out the lyrics. So. <laughs> Well, if people are interested in the lyrics to F you in a bathroom stall, they can find out what they are via Google. Uh, We'll have a link to it in our show notes. That's our our educational part of the programming today. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad that I even said that. It's like it's like even censored the song title is still inappropriate if you have a child alongside you in your car. Like, I'm sorry for all of our listeners in that position. Yeah. Well, you know, you need to learn about that sometime. So, you know, why why not for why not for people you trust at least? Just tell them it's a song about how everybody poops yeah. or something. <laughs> oh God! Let's okay, so <laughs> so the, I guess we can go on to from um from the Game Awards. We can go on to this story that Kotaku posted today as we're recording this. We're recording Ooh, this on Thursday. From controversy to controversy. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. So Kotaku posted this really long, detailed account of how they've been essentially blacklisted by both Bethesda, who is the maker of Fallout 4, and of Ubisoft, who makes the the Assassin's Creed games. And go into a number of the things that they've reported on that those companies were not particularly happy about. Uh, In one case, they leaked Fallout 4 before Bethesda was ready to announce it officially. And they also got wind of Assassin's Creed Syndicate back when it had its old name, which was Assassin's Creed Victory. And they spent some time talking about why they didn't get their reviews up until Fallout 4's review just came out, just went out today for Kotaku. And the game's been out for about a week and a half. So, uh, Matt, you brought this, you brought this to our attention. You kind of expect that the, a lot of these outlets are kind of, there's been some accusations that they're kind of good, you know, buddy, buddy with the, the publishers and stuff like that. And this really kind of raises a lot of the, the challenges that are there in enthusiast, enthusiast journalism, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that among us, perhaps we assume we make those assumptions, but I actually don't know whether the average reader, 
knows that much about games journalism and how it works. And I, I think, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not trying to be condescending here. Like <laughs> average people don't care about this stuff and they just read articles that interest them. And that's a hundred percent healthy. They have healthy relationships <laughs> with games journalism and, and don't worry about it. Um, but but for people who who do know a little bit more about it, they might start to wonder like how are people getting scoops? How is this information obtained? Is is some of it being obtained in ways that might bother game developers? Like perhaps you know one one game developer out of sev- a several hundred person team is buddy buddy with a journalist and, and decides to leak something that perhaps other people wouldn't want them to. I mean that that clearly happens. It's it's the situation that Kotaku is describing. There is people from video game teams leaking information to them for for whatever reason um and that that happens and it's something that i think some readers enjoy because they want to hear about those scoops and those stories get a lot of clicks but then other readers are sort of like how does this happen and is this ethical but this is a rare situation where Stephen Totila is actually coming out and explaining in a very literal way how it works and also revealing that it can cause a rift between them and games publishers, which is, again, something that people might speculate about on NeoGAF or Reddit or whatever. But it's it's actually pretty rare for editors to come right out and be like, here are the companies that have stopped communicating with us about news items and stopped responding to our request for com- comment on stories. Here are the reasons why we think they did that. Here are links to the stories that we wrote that painted them in a less than favorable light. And like, this is a situation... I, first of all, I think everybody should read this. And I, I did actually see some people tweeting and being like, I don't understand why this article is here. And that's that's fair. It's sort of an insidery journalism thing, I guess. It's fascinating to me. But but I also think it, it could be valuable for readers, even if they don't get why. And I'll, I'll try to explain, which is just, it's good to know more about a games journalist job and how much of it is about navigating relationships with publishers because not understanding that that's part of a games journalist job is precisely what leads to misunderstandings like those we've seen in the past year about how those relationships work. So to me, even if it's actually kind of boring in some ways, printing this sort of extremely long, thoughtful letter, just being like, this is the relationship we've had with these publishers is really valuable, I think. Now, the, I guess we could also debate, and I don't really know what I think about this, um, so I'm, I'm open to hearing from you all, uh, what we think about the idea of game developers leaking stuff to the press and whether it's ethical for journalists to actually report on those leaks. Like, obviously, those leaks are going to happen because disgruntled employees happen, sure. But should people report on them? That is another debate that we could have. I, as I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of that part of it. I I was really surprised by how many professionals in the video game industry I saw this week that were very against Kotaku reporting on this. It's like, what do you think a journalist does? I mean, you know, that's their job. Um, You know, I was frankly really disappointed to see about that backlash. I do see Kotaku holding themselves to high ethical standards. You know, let me give you an example. Um, You know, the common thing that Gamergate um, says about me is that I was never run out of my home after they threatened to kill me. 
Um, Stephen Tutillo wrote me up at one point. He said, look, I'm very sorry to ask you this, but we are looking into these allegations. Can you please give me some uh, hotel receipts from that time period? And I did, and then they looked into it. They were happy, and they never followed it up again. Yeah, I was happy to do that. I saw a journalist doing what journalists should do, right? Um, so... I, I see themselves holding themselves to high standards, and I'm I'm kind of amazed by how many friends of mine think it's the job of a journalist to like respect that. That said, you know I'm not going to betray conversations had in back channel, but I can say like over the years I have tried to work with Kotaku on reporting on stories, and you know sometimes I find myself myself disappointed on things that I think are very important, relevant stories for women working in the game industry to not see them kind of reacting to this. And it, it, it does confuse me to kind of see stories about, you know, women in games, um, you know, being shut out to see that not taken, not, them not pursue that, you know, presumably because either A, they don't understand their privilege and don't think it's a problem or B, might um, you know, not want to upset their relationships with people, yet they'll relieve, you know, release Fallout 4? I mean, I think you've got to make up your mind. Like, are you a journalist or are you not? And I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, well, which, <laughs> which we want to be hard on publishers, right? Like, we want, to, we want to take them to task and really call them out, but only when it comes to certain types of information. And, and that, is, that is a weird problem but uh, it seems to be an ongoing problem and and it also seems like even just writing about something small like a video game leak or like a controversy to do with the assets and assassin's creed unity or whatever like even that is enough to make a publisher blacklist you so it's not like you're going to see that many examples of like people going on the record i mean there are other problems too like a lot of the reasons why we don't hear about sexism within triple game AAA game studios is because people sign NDAs, they get severance pay, they can't talk about what happened. So we get a lot of like anonymous stories. And I've seen Kotaku cover those types of stories, like anonymous stuff. But uh, I don't know, ideally, journalism would go further than that. And like, ideally, you would you would sort of be able to talk to publishers really honestly about their business practices. But I... I don't know. I feel like this is an example of how it's really hard to see that happen <laughs> because it, it's clearly publishers can't even handle like a, a, an article that's criticizing a game that they made for artistic reasons. So how are they possibly going to react if you try to call them out for systemic sexism? And like, obviously, these journalistic institutions also suffer from that exact same problem because they're like almost entirely staffed by white men. So, you know, the Ouroboros, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, but I, I would be curious, Steve and Georgia, like as readers, how do you feel about reading like these controversial stories with like leaks and stuff? Like, do you feel excited to see that stuff or do you think oh i don't want to read this i i i do i think that that's why they do that is that i like reading about leaks and things finding out things earlier or finding out things that happen behind the scenes i think that you know as a game someone that, that's a large developer they have a lot of power and if you don't get your games you can shut out you know certain publishers from being yeah. able to publish things that are going to be negative to you and it, it takes a huge hit I think that it's really important, and it's a great means of control. It works because then you're going to be slower out to press with things. People aren't going to be following your stories because you're not going to be the first ones to get certain games. And then you can control the media 
that will be talking about your games. And that works. Georgia, Apple, iMore covers Apple, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes, iWork covers Apple a little bit, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. They, okay. they you know, okay. and and Apple is very controlling. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. But I think that it's important for people to to talk out when someone's blacklisted you. I think that that's really important too, because then at least there is a base to that that can become the story, and then people can start talking about, you know, is it right for you know huge developers to try to control the means of which it was, which I totally get. If I was a huge publisher, I would want to control the stories that were coming out about my product because in the end it would hit my bottom line. So it's not that I don't understand why the game is played this way, but in order to even out the field, you need to cover stories of when this is happening and why are you being blacklisted for it so that people will say, hey, that's not cool, why is this happening, and go straight to them so that they're at least getting a press uh, a balancing of the press for that because they're also getting negative press for then trying to cut out honest, you know, publishing that might not be against that. Not everyone's going to like what you're producing and you have to accept that that's part of what's happening. Yeah. The point, one of the, one thing is that you don't really have that many other things to di- differentiate yourself as an outlet otherwise. I mean, if you have the opportunity to get something like this that's really exclusive content, I mean, how much exclusive content are you really going to get as Enthusiast Press, right? Because otherwise, you're just taking what the publishers are giving you. So I understand why Kotaku would want to take the risk and publish that stuff because eventually they're going to get a review out of Fallout anyway. I mean, it may not be yeah. at the same time, and, and I'm sure that they would take some sort of a, a commensurate hit on that on that review when it would come out, but ultimately it's in their best interest to be able to provide content that nobody else is getting. Otherwise all they are is just regurgitating what the publishers are giving them. And, and there's only so many sites that can sustain that just because how many places do you need to go to read the same announce, same, same announcements or the same previews on the same, at the same time. It's weird though, because it does seem like there is a contingent of people that really, wants regurgitated press releases and like wants enthusiast press Uh, and like when we say enthusiast press we mean like just purely uncritical news just telling you when the game's coming out and some information about it like pr um and and no nothing really beyond that it's fine there's a lot of outlets that that are like that but it's like no editorials. <laughs> I can't. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, God, I had yeah. something caught in my throat. <laughs> something yeah. happening there, Brie. I don't yeah. know. Are you okay? Yeah. You, you might yeah. want to go get yeah. some tea. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, tries to do other types of content as well. Like I would say they have these short news pieces that just describe the facts and maybe people would hope that they would just have those short news pieces, but then they also have a lot of editorials and they have reviews and they have investigative pieces that are longer and they have interviews. Like they do everything. And I feel like maybe that confuses people because then they're like, oh, wait, but I thought that this was a place where we loved games and now here we are being critical of them. That doesn't sit right with me. And it's like, well, you know, if you want things to change, then sometimes you have to be critical of games, even if you really love them. And that seems like I'm explaining it to a child and I'm sorry, but I don't. (laughs) A lot of the responses to these different types of journalism super duper baffle me. I don't know. I don't. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like, 
Yeah, and, and, and well, especially because it's this is fresh in my mind too because this is the same day that there was that kerfuffle between Rooster Teeth and uh, Jeff Gerstmann at Giant Bomb yeah. where they were – Rooster Teeth is a, a video podcast and they were criticizing Jeff Gerstmann's review because it was pointing out a lot of the bugs in I – th- I forget if it was the console version or the PC version because Giant Bomb put out two different reviews – and but it was pointing out a lot of the bugs and giving it a lower score because of that. And Ooh. even though it was generally very positive of the game itself, and that's a valid thing to point out. And they were they were, you know, making fun of that on their show. And then uh, I don't know if it was Gersman or somebody else who was pointing out that there a number of their episodes were sponsored by Fallout 4 over the past two weeks to the point where they had like Pip Boys on their wrists during filming, which are apparently very difficult to get. It puts everyone's, you know, kind of credibility into question when you when you do that, when you know that that's that kind of thing is going on behind the scenes, too. It makes yeah. me trust a site more. It's like they've been blacklisted yeah. for it. If they're going to put out stuff that's going to risk them getting blacklisted from getting early reviews. Yeah, yeah. That makes me think. Same. Huh, it makes me respect it. them. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes me think they'll say this stuff because I want to know. I really want to know. I'm spending my hard-earned cash on a game, I want to know how it is. I want to know what's good and bad. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get it. And every game has their flaws. There is no perfect game. Okay, someone may argue with me about what their perfect game they think is. Yeah. But no game is going to be perfect. You don't think Revolution everyone. 60 is perfect? Well, obviously. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got a deflection, deflection. <laughs> oh! No, it's deeply flawed. I mean, it's a great game. But yeah. Yeah, well, every, every, <laughs> everything is. Everything yeah. is. And you want to be able to speak about that clearly. And and comfortably, and it makes me feel more comfortable when I go to a site, and I know I can get the truth to it. And it's not going to say this game is fabulous, and then I play it, and I'm like, this is you know horrific. Whatever people should be okay with it when journalists are writing stories that make publishers look bad. That's the lesson here. If some if a journalistic institution is making a publisher look bad, that shouldn't be something that makes you go, let's defend video games. That that should make you trust that journalist more because they're putting stuff on the line to do that. If you write if you see a bad review of a game, you should respect where that comes from, even if you disagree with it. Like yeah. the fact that the freedom of the press exists, that's something that's great and it's indicative of how how valuable like that's being taken by that institution. So whatever. I that's all I have to say. I, I think I just want to I just want to add on to that. I think people probably don't understand just how rewarded you are in your career to defend the status quo, to not cause a fuss, to just mm-hmm. go along with things as it is. That um, is a good, very you, good point. You get, you get really rewarded for that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are specific people I could name right now that when I, when I see their face, it's like, it just says, they might as well have, like, have status quo like tattooed on their forehead because mm-hmm. like they, they really do care more about just keeping their power. And they probably make more than I do. Yeah, they probably do. That's the weird thing is that, you know, you're as a just a general, you know, standard person, like going to the defense of like a multi-billion dollar corporation, like, guys, they got lawyers. They're fine. Like, you don't need to. Yeah, like Fallout 4 (laughs) is doing okay, guys. (laughs) That's the problem is that they're they're big and powerful and there is, you know, play in between that. And it's difficult to say, listen, this is horrible, and know that you're not getting the next game that's coming out. I think that, you know, it's a really, you need, we need to hold people up to a higher standard of being straight with what they have. If, you know, you hate the Apple iPad Pro keyboard, you should say, you hate, I hate the iPad Pro keyboard. It's horrible. Um, (laughs) And that's okay. That's okay. 
it's like then people are not going to go out and get it and it keeps everyone honest and that's what you're there to do all right cool okay Sweet. We fixed what, what's it. What's up with the crack? What happened to the Kraken this time? I, I don't know. It didn't work. I'm just saying. It got unleashed okay. and then it just kind of ran around I guess for a while. It, went, it went back to sleep. It did. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Well, I guess we can talk about another giant game that those outlets are reporting on. We can talk about Battlefront a little bit because uh, – so, Brie, you got your hands on it this yep. week? Did yep. anyone else get a chance to play it or uh, – Yeah, that bearded dude that lives in oh. my house. Got oh, did you get to play co-op that? with him? Yeah. Oh, how did yeah. that work out? Um, yeah, it, uh, I mean, it's a game that, so Star Wars Battlefront came out and look, if you were a Star Wars fan, I gotta tell you the preview, the preview like videos were pure Star Wars porn. I mean, they were, (laughs) they were like, oh, come play, come live in the universe. And, you know, it's, it's a beautiful game, but I mean, Maddie, you know, I played a lot of Gears of War horde mode. I have easily put in three four hundred hours into horde mode in gears of war three and you know like i played a lot of firefight and halo and i have to say like i was really looking forward to co-op with my husband on the couch and you know like being able to play a game like they're in the same room that's an increasingly rare feature these days um which is why i'm so bummed that the gameplay modes are just so vanilla and generic there. Um, you know, the older Battlefront games, they um, they basically gave you, you got to pick a side, and then you got to pick one of, like, four classes. So you could be a generic stormtrooper, you could be, like, a, a sniper, you could be, like, a really super powerful uh, heavy, um, like, jetpack stormtrooper. You know, like, all these different classes had very specific roles on the battlefield. And what they've done is they've erased all of that tactical gameplay, and they've um, put it back with this gameplay that like rewards you to slowly unlock specific abilities. And, you know, it's, um, I mean, I think isometric is a show where we don't, we understand the value of casting a wider net and making a game where more people can play it. But I have to say, it's just, um, like go watch a video of this game because it really is just like run into battle, shoot some stuff for a while, die and respawn. And it's just, um, it's much, much more shallow than I was, I was expecting. And I find that really disappointing. Let's just say hypothetically, this is purely hypothetical. Let's say that I was going to be not playing it cooperatively with my partner because Mm -hmm. perhaps hypothetically (laughs) my partner was not interested in playing a 3D shooter with me at all. How right. is it? Is it like all right once it's full screen? And like, what are the experiences for I mean, a loner? Like, like you I, can you can play these giant multiplayer battle of hot sequences, and they are more more difficult. And it does involve like capture capture certain locations and move forward and like strategically try to win a battle. Um, and that mm-hmm. is good. That mode yeah, yeah. is excellent. But it's still super, it's just not as as complicated as the last one. So the question really is, like, 
are you willing like it has a bunch of like kind of terrible game modes to go along with it and the fighter combat is just straight out bad oh no don't um, tell me that that's the only so, thing i've been looking forward to yeah, i'm, I'm really? sorry i mean for for me for me um you know it's worth saying like i've played a lot of x-wing versus tie fighters yeah. so the way the combat here works is you do have to like balance speed and um weapons recharge rate so like the slower you're going the easier it is for people to kill you but the 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 faster your weapons recharge so there's a balance you have to find there and then basically like you fly around and try to out dogfight the other person until like you can get them in your sights and you hold down r2 and then you fire a photon torpedo and then you wait a while um and it's just not i i didn't find it very satisfying personally mm. um so i mean these modes are bigger and they're there um and you know like i mean it's worth saying i've only played it for you know three or four nights so you know it's it could get better but i just i don't know it just it makes a very very shallow first impression so let me ask you a question that i think will clarify it a lot if this did not have star wars associated with it would we even be talking Mm, about it right now no no okay see this is it's funny because we spoke about you know games that are being made that are going to be resting on the laurels of their titles and past titles and they're just going to put it out quickly because people are going to buy it because of the name not because it's a good game in and of itself so do you think that they're just trying to get a money grab no i think what they did is they tried to simplify the battlefront formula and you know clearly dice has immense love for the star wars universe and this is not a bad game like they sat down and they wanted to make a streamlined accessible multiplayer shooter um that really cashed in like so frank can play it right like they wanted frank to be able to play a game and i'm not saying that like mean but yeah frank is not very good at video games and you know it it's it was a justifiable decision. You can see so much love that they put into it. I have to say this, like the top article in Remesh right now is quoting some of my tweets on the amazing amount of diversity in this game. Like you can play as any race, gender, or age that you wish. There is the most badass old lady stormtrooper you've ever seen in your life. It's Sweet. like your grandmother, right? It's like your I grandmother is in a stormtrooper helmet. It's like Mad Max. I love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she looks like I would not mess with this woman if I saw her on the street. <laughs> I'd be like, even Brianna Wu would be like, yes, ma'am. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, like, how many times do you get to see that? Like, there's a lot to laud in this game. But, you know, for me personally, is there the depth of gameplay that, like, keeps me playing, like, five or six hundred hours of Horde mode in Gears of War 3? That answer is just simply no. So, Bree, in, in short, are you saying that, that, that Frank ruined the battlefront? <laughs> no. Is that what you're saying? No, not okay. at all. Okay, no. I don't know. It kind of sounded a little bit like it's Frank's fault. No, no, no. I don't... You know, like Josh, uh, Josh Center is, um, you know, he writes for um, Tidbits and, you know, like he doesn't play as much as I do. He's really enjoying this game. So, I mean, I think there's there is positive here. Like if you want to play a game with your spouse, this is probably a good game for that. Um, You know, it's just not it's not a game I see myself spending a lot of time on. So, you know, which is Frank's fault. It's all Frank's fault. (laughs) Okay. 
maybe it's for like hear. younger people. Like maybe this is the game where Steve is gonna finally teach all teach his kids how to how to become FPS masters or whatever. Well, that's called Splatoon. <laughs> that's true. Splatoon is yeah. the better version of that. Yeah. And you can't kill the Ewoks. You can't apparently. kill the Ewoks. They're indestructible in this game. I mean, somebody will mod it later, I'm sure, so that they aren't indestructible. But for the moment, they're indestructible. <laughs> and it's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it. I was hoping it something would improve from the beta, but I wasn't really keeping my hopes up too much. Because, I mean, that was my experience from the beta, is that I just played it for an hour. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, it's just, uh, you know, well, I mean, most the time when i'm playing a first person shooter it's spawn die spawn die anyway but it just seemed like there just wasn't very much there and it was very easy just to exhaust it very quickly if unless you really unless it really grabbed you somehow but again if it if it wasn't star wars i probably wouldn't even have given it the time of day yeah i mean there's a ton of battlefront games that are also like that so yeah i don't know i've never been that into battlefront i i just i don't care for it like if i'm gonna play a shooter i'm gonna play counter-strike or something I'm not a Battlefront person, but, but like Star Wars. Yeah, that is, that is what has captured my imagination. Although Han Solo doesn't look right in it. <laughs> they didn't animate him right. So I'm not buying it. I, I, I might get it. Cause I feel like Brie is selling me on the idea that Zach would be able to play it, which is probably a complete lie. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> like, what is it about the game that makes it playable for Frank? I, I guess I guess I, I shouldn't even get my hopes up because I already know Frank is actually pretty good at, at Gears of War, which is not a game that I can Look, if you're playing Counter-Strike, play right, like you have to learn to walk around corners and like hold your gun really close to the wall. And uh-huh. right, like you really have to learn to do that. This is a game where, look, it, it's not rocket surgery. I mean, you you like... It's rocket surgery it's, is really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> you have to be um, on a rocket a while you do surgery. That's right. It's not rocket it's surgery. Yeah, you have to you hold down R2 and then you hold down L2 and then like and it shoots for a long time and you wait for people to die and that's it. And then okay. you have you have a an R1 ability and an L1 ability and like that for me like the smuggler class that throws two one throws three grenades and another throws one giant grenade. And then sometimes you then you get these things called charges and then charge, you like hold down triangle and then you can just fire for a really, really long time at the random people running at you. And then sometimes you get a heavy rocket and then you hold down like R1 and L1 at the same time and get to like shoot a smart rocket in ATST and it is dead simple. If that's what you want to play, like, here you go. I mean, it's like, it's just not, it's not very tactically deep. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. even I remember from the beta, I mean, one thing that they, they recommended in the tips for getting started is that you can aim with L1, with L2, but you really don't have to. And you're actually like better off not trying to like look down the scope. You're better off just like running and shooting at people, which yeah. for somebody who's never played a shooter before, I mean, they wouldn't necessarily think that they would have to sit there with you know, aiming down the sights of the gun the whole time. They just want to shoot people. So, yeah, which is fine. So we recommend that people buy Wii U and play Splatoon because yes. that game's awesome. <laughs> Splatoon is a better game design. It's yeah. a drastically and better game design. Just as an example, like if there were somebody who were still on the show who hadn't done that, oh, yeah. they I knew should. It was coming. I knew it was coming. I was like, I'm going to stay really quiet. I'm gonna re- wait, wait, wait. We Maybe need a distraction. We need, we need a distraction right now. Wait, wait. No. 
Release the Kraken. So. <laughs> oh, she's ready. <laughs> oh my gosh, this Kraken is here and it's distracting me from whatever topic I was well, discussing yeah. prior. Well, uh, you know, I, I, the one with ADD, can keep my focus long enough to tell you, Georgia, that uh, oh. that for $250, <laughs> you'll be able to get both Splatoon and Smash Brothers with the uh with the wii u so you may as well just do it because those are basically the two games that we talk about all the time anyway so you should that's do that. not too shabby that sounds like a pretty good deal that's a pretty good deal i mean that's probably 790 dollars oh, canadian but you know it, well, you... it is a lot more expensive here our dollars just drop in so yeah drop dropping like krakens yeah <laughs> dropping out of the sky like an unexpected dance break uh did you get? I mean, did you get to play as any of the um, of the heroes, Brie? Was that any better at all? Or well, so let me let me tell you a story with that. Um, so when you install the game, like I don't know what was up with PSN because I bought this digitally, which is like you know what? It's like a twenty gig download, and it actually downloaded this from PSN in ten minutes, and I'm like, what's going on? Like <laughs> PSN is like. <laughs> holy crap that would have taken like i tried to do it with destiny and it took like four years to download so i'm like she's still yeah, downloading oh it today. Yeah, it, so took, it took me 15 or 20 minutes to install fallout 4 off the freaking disc it's amazing <laughs> wow it turns out that the game was actually already installed it was just waiting for you to finally admit they knew you were gonna you play battlefront did they just downloaded it for <laughs> well, you let me finish this so um and then you go and it goes all right embrace your dark side and like kill all the people in hoth and so you then you play as vader and like you're you're learning the game and you're like all right r2 like blocks shots and okay this just goes and swipes them and then you're like all right yeah eat that i'm darth vader and you're like, yeah, this is great. And then you're waiting for the game to install. And then 10 minutes later, you're just like, oh, dudes keep running at me. Oh, they're dead. And then 20 minutes go by. And you're like, well, I'm just going to put you on pause and like see what's up while this game's installing. It's just as repetitive, to be honest. And I, I guess I'd be honest. And, you know, The Burge had a piece that came out a while back. And it was like, look, Star Wars at this point is just brand loyalty. Like, that's what it is. Like, you like this brand, and you have loyalty to it, and you buy new stuff in it. And I have to agree, like, I kind of feel like I've exhausted all of the awesomeness out of the Battle of Hoth, because I've replayed it in so many different venues at this point in my life. Like, there's no, there's so, very little so, that's new. So, so Bri, are yeah? you saying you're all Hothed out? <laughs> oh, Georgia, you're stealing my job. I was so excited when I was going to say that. <laughs> you did it. You're master, you it. Georgia. Do you feel better? Do I you do. feel like you feel? You like really you... unleashed that crack in Georgia. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of another Hoth pun, and I can't. You know why? Because. <laughs> It said it. It said uh, it. It said it. You've got to edit that out, Steve. Oh boy. You have to edit that word you out. You have to replace oh, no. that with the word hoth in every instance. Right. Right. Yeah. You know Bree, what? Bree, yeah. Bree? Yeah. Yeah. Knock knock. Oh god. The Kraken. <laughs> this is <laughs> 
what is happening right now? Sorry, this has been hard. a weird show, and I know why, <laughs> but it's Are you still me? weird. It's not me. No, no. I blame only myself, Georgia. I take full responsibility. I guess for we're this. stalling. Are we going to do what we're playing before this last topic or after? Uh, let's do it after. Okay. Let's All do right. it after. Go so ahead. Can we start this with playing the very special thing yes. that we got for Maddie this week? Okay. So right. I got to set this up. So, Maddie, I know that you love playing with Armika. <gasps> and so I called the voice actress that uh, does Armika, and I got her to give you a very special message of you leaving on this final show. So, Steve, you want to hit it? Hey, Maddie, this is Bonnie Gordon, the voice of Rainbow Mika from Street Fighter V. I heard you were leaving Isometric. I think this is a great idea, only because now you'll have more time to master my character, which we both know is the best character in the game. This is my gift to you. Maddie, this is Rainbow Mika! You must defeat your boyfriend, Zack, but we both know that you're way better in Street Fighter than he is already. Oh my god. Oh that last bit was me slapping my ass, but there's no camera, so you can't see it. But that's all right, because I'm filled with muscle spirit. Oh my Hope god. you have a wonderful, wonderful day, and enjoy your last show on Isometric. Oh, that was amazing. You can't see it, but I, I'm like, my, my eyes are welling up. I love her. Oh, she's really great. nice. That's Bonnie Gordon. She is she's so nice. She's so good, you guys. Oh, she has such a great voice. Doesn't she have a great voice? Oh, yeah. That's a great voice. She really makes the game for me. I wasn't even kidding when I said that. I I hope that people check out Street Fighter V for any number of reasons, such as the fact that I used my, my feminine, feminist powers to change all the camera angles in it. Um, that's one reason to check it out. But also, Armika's voice acting is so great and she's so hilarious and she has these monologues in the game that are great and it's that woman's beautiful illustrious voice delivering oh, yes. these hilarious monologues so if you liked that and were as, as charmed by it and also hopelessly in love with her as i am <laughs> you should check out this game because it's I hope so that that's great gonna be your voice message after. it's gonna be my voicemail i'm gonna awesome. play it for zach and he's gonna be like i don't understand that's good that's gonna be a ringtone just every time somebody calls you just gonna be playing yes. that i feel yes. like zach okay i mean i feel like sometimes zach doesn't really understand what my job is but like not in a bad way <laughs> but like sometimes i'm like i like try to explain to him that like i know famous people or whatever and he like just doesn't he like doesn't believe it like he doesn't really believe that i would even have access to something like this so anyway i'm gonna blow his mind i'm gonna blow his mind anyway woo! so i thought maybe we could go all go through and give our favorite memory of maddie being on the show with us for this last topic i'm gonna get all mushy yeah oh I, I, I'm not good with goodbyes. I don't no, like that. I can't neither. really do that. I don't do well at goodbyes. All well, right. I could, I could say, like, I remember, you know, when we started Isometric, I mean, Steve, it, we we got a lot of success right off the bat. Yeah, like, we, we did. We got picked up by 5x5 five five after, what, nine episodes or yeah, something? it was very quick. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And I'll never forget, like, I was calling Maddie up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope. And this is before, like, I was as well known in my career. And I'm like, oh, I hope Maddie will want to do a video game podcast with me. And I'm like, um, hey, Maddie, my friend Steven, I want to do this with you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, I'll do it. I was I like, like, yeah, I don't it have to sounds good. Anything. I don't have to edit it. Yeah. I don't 
remember you were like, yeah. you were like, I was so worried you were going to say no. And I was like, I don't know how much going on, Brie. Freelancer. <laughs> so it was Maddie saying yes. And then, and then Steve is like, and then, so this is the other story. I'm like, come on, Steve, like, Georgia's awesome. Let's get Georgia on the show. Like, I like Georgia. And he's like, I don't know. I just, I don't know her. And I'm worried the four is going to be too many people. And. I, I was afraid the four people was going to be a train wreck, and I was right, but in a good so way. So I was right, but I was talking about getting voted off on our first episodes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close. and every other subsequent episode, Georgia. <laughs> Which, by the way, we are voting you off. I, finally, I, I, that's going to be that's going to be uh, it's going to be the blind move at the end. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it would be a really weird twist. <laughs> That would but be a twist. As yeah. far as I know, that's not the twist ending. We're not <laughs> we lost. We're not going to pull lost yet. Yeah. You don't know yet. We anyway. have to go back, Georgia. We have to go back. I, I would say my, my favorite part on the show with you is you, know, you and I are both, we both see the, the game industry as we love it. We love this product, but we want it to get better. And what I appreciate about you is, you know, you're not like a insert name here who defends the status quo. Like you will speak your mind. And, you know, I, I love that about you. And what I really appreciate it on the show is, you know, having someone here that's just unapologetic about voicing her views. And I, I feel very honored for, you know, how many episodes is it that we've 80, done now? This is 82 this is that 80, we're doing. 82. Right? I've loved that. I've loved wow. that. Yeah. I mean, you guys were also around for me during a really weird time, like like a year ago, over a year ago in I, I applied to a job at Giant Bob <laughs> and I didn't get it. And it was like a a really weird moment <laughs> for me because like a lot of people a lot of people reacted to the fact that I applied in a really negative way. And like that was um around the time when this show was starting, as I recall. I don't remember the exact timeline of that, but but I do remember like being on this show during that time period. Yeah, so I I felt like this show was like an example of the fact that like people did still want to me to be on a project with them and like Brie when you called me it was really really flattering for you to be reaching out to me and saying that and like saying that you actually wanted me to be part of a project at that time because I I was like I feel like the games industry doesn't give a crap about me and like doesn't want to hear my opinions and that's still frankly true because now I work for an outlet that is not a games industry outlet but but I mean when you called me and like the fact that I've always been able to say my opinions on the show even if they're completely different from the three of yours opinions whatever that may be like you guys don't ever you know edit my stuff out as far as I know maybe Steve's secretly doing it but like that's been really cool and so yeah it's it's been it was an honor to be asked and and it's been really cool so yeah anyway nobody else has to say any memories (laughs) no I'm just kidding you can you can I have memories I have memories I have memories of the first time uh, that uh, you did your poker rap. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. That was a great memory. Oh my God, yeah. That was a great memory. Um, when uh, you were dressed up as Samus when we did the live show. Um, mm-hmm. There's video Pax. of that. There's video of that that yes. will endure forever. We, we also <laughs> might have gotten up and danced um, to the, do the panda dance part. Um, then I think all of the memories of when we would like just go out and hang out um like those are are just those are just great to me <laughs> those were just such great memories 
Um, and, and I think I have a, a picture of like so many pictures of all of us together, like at arcades and doing ridiculousness. And so, you know, thank you so much. It was so much fun doing the show with you and, uh, you will be really, really strongly missed. Well, thank you. And, and Georgia, I, in addition to all of the things that you said, the things that I wrote for iMore in particular were super fun to do. And I think that your site is really great. And I probably wouldn't have had the chance to write for it if I hadn't met you. And um, so just thanks for that. Also, like if anybody hasn't ever gone back and read those things that I did there, I I don't know. <laughs> I thought they were I thought they came out all right. And like, I, I don't think they would have happened if like I hadn't met Georgia and, and now Serenity works there and Serenity's friggin great and i met serenity through brie um and so that's that's really really cool and like this show has allowed me to do a lot of really really awesome things and i am nothing but grateful for that 100 percent grateful for that anyway also the thing where i was samus that was really sweet more about me that that was that was quite an experience (laughs) walking around with you at the pax floor with you in full samus steve is that your least favorite memory of hanging out with me because that was like me and steve trying to have a conversation and then like thousands of men lining up to be like oh my god can i take a picture of this woman in a leotard excuse me samus just kidding. I loved all of those fans very much, yeah. and I don't have anything bad to say about it. It was definitely an interesting glimpse into the cosplay world that I would never get access to otherwise because I'm not a person who dresses up. Other right. Than a panda not hat. that you were to... ever wearing a panda hat. That, or that's perhaps, not cosplay, though. Perhaps a Mega <laughs> Man helmet. Me. If that's you true. bought one of those. <laughs> so, Steve, do you have yeah. a memory to share? I, I, I guess I'll, I'll say this is that um, I don't remember like a lot of the stuff that I read in general um i mean i remember <laughs> see where this I remember, is going wow. i remember facts but yeah. i don't remember what's like, the name in, of this show Does i don't anybody know i don't remember like in individual articles a lot and i remember that we were having a conversation sometime like six maybe like three months after we started the show and you where we were talking about fighting games and i almost did the thing where i quoted your article about the fighting oh, games in boston that. back to you as great. until I looked at it, as I was looking it up and realized that it was you that I it was like, I had read that article like three years ago and it stuck with me that whole time. Yeah, that was really flattering, by the way, when you were while we were just having a conversation about fighting games in general. And I was like, well, Steve, you may not know this, but there's a lot of fighting games nights in Boston that are terrible. And you were like, oh, yeah, I read an article, but <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Who wrote that? Uh, yeah, and, and I, you know, articles don't usually make an impression on me, and that was kind of the moment that I realized, like, wow, like, I knew that you were talented before, because, like, I didn't know you from Adam when Bree suggested you for the show, and I went and listened to your Giant Bomb interview that you had about after your EP had come out, and, and you know, followed you on Twitter, where you were complaining about taxes a lot, and... Um, <laughs> Because I was trying to file as a freelancer, probably. So I was like, oh, my God, I hate being an adult. Oh, still true, by the way. But then I, and then I at that moment, I was like, oh, my God, this is an article that I don't remember any articles that I read like this one. And that, you know, just how lucky I was. I mean, I, re- I think about that every week with how lucky I am to be on the show with the three of you, because you're all like super talented and, and you, you put up with me on a weekly basis. But you know, that was when it really sunk in. Like I, I have, you know, this article stuck with me and now I'm doing a show with the person who wrote it. And I was just like doubly impressed with you at that point. And so, and I'm, 
I'm so sorry to see you go, but I'm so happy that we got to do this show together for a year and a half. And I hope that I really do hope that your album turns out to be as amazing as you as you want it to be. It's going to be sick, you guys. We've been working on it all week and I'm like so freaking hyped. I, I, when we get to what we're playing, you're going to be like, oh no, Maddie's playing Street Fighter again because all I did was work on my album. But whatever. It's coming out awesome and it's going to be like the next several months of my life spent on this thing. But I like that you're going from um, <laughs> the game industry over the music industry. <laughs> That's way to get no. less stress in your life, Maddie. No, it's not going to happen. But I, it's more like, it's more like, I really just want to record a bunch of stuff that I wished that I could have recorded. And um, yeah, so it's it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. I'm obviously still going to write snarky articles about video games for the Mary Sue during during the day. But I'm going to try to to really crack down during my evenings on recording this thing. So anyway, um, you guys are going to keep playing video games. We and are. keeping we everybody are. hilariously and wonderfully updated on the world of video games. And I'm probably going to play Street Fighter. And then I'm going to get married to Armika and we're going to be together forever. Um, but I yeah, see if be... we can get her to come on the show and like, be our <laughs> next host. Like, I, could, I, I think that you great. guys should consider replacing me with yeah, Armika. I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her. <laughs> please, please. All right, all right. Uh, so we did get one more special guest for today's show, and I'm going to add them to the call right now. Is it Maddie's mom? It's not Maddie's mom. Oh, my mom. God. She would love to be on this show. Because that would be a huge surprise. <laughs> I should have had her on this episode. Hi. Hey. Do we get to do like a to tell your tr- to tell the truth thing where we get him to uh Maybe we should announce who it is. Maybe we should announce who it is. So welcome to the show again, Jonathan Mann. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. We were just talking about the Americans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jonathan, how have you been? How have you been? Uh, I've been good. How have you guys? How have you guys been doing? Uh, Pretty sick, Jonathan. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Today is a sad day. Very sad, sad day. day. Sad, it, it would be better day. to have you on on circumstances where we're not saying goodbye to Maddie, but it's still good to talk to you. Yeah. You too. Yeah. In, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> That's very very sad news, Maddie. But you know. Yeah, you're gonna have a competitor in the in the nerd rock space, man. You ready? You ready to take me on? I'm posturing right now. I'm doing some fisticuffs. I like to th- <laughs> I like to think that that the nerd. Rock community, you know, is more is more collaborative than that. It's big enough for the both of you. If anything happens to Jonathan Mann, this show is evidence. <laughs> this show is evidence. This is proof. This is all right, proof. all right. Nothing will happen to him. Maybe I'll ask him to collaborate with me on a song. That would be terrible. Yeah, for, for real, him. we should definitely do a collab. Yeah, I we'll, love that. Jonathan, you never ask me to sing. Well, maybe he will right now. I don't know what's happening. Do you need beatboxing on your next track? Yeah, I need all kinds of stuff. Some crazy laughs. I need everything. Hey, Jonathan, before we did the Panda Dance song, I need your professional musical opinion on this. Do it tonight. (laughs) What do you think of that? It's genius. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been saying this whole show. It sounds pretty good to me too. I think you. I think we should both go more into EDM, Jonathan. What do you think? <laughs> I I think that's a. I think that. I think uh, you and I should collaborate on an EDM. Song. Yeah, du- a dubstep album. You should do that. I'm not. I'm not opposed to this. I'm not opposed <laughs> to this. 
In all seriousness, actually, I'm not opposed to it. I'm glad that you've said yes to every bizarre request we've made of you thus far. You haven't said no to anything. We could ask you to do literally anything. You should do an EDM song about martial arts with a Honda Accord. While you're wearing a panda suit. (laughs) That could be the video. There could be some panda stuff in the video. Maybe some weird stuff. I don't know. Maybe. Jonathan, can I I, uh, put your precious child on the back of my Honda CBR600RR motorcycle and we can just ride around? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. It sounds like a great life experience Uh, for a kid to have. Yeah. Uh, I think he would enjoy that. Actually, he is like quite the little daredevil. So I think that that would. I think that he would really enjoy that. You can get some uh, baby Dionysia armor, like a baby leather. There you go. No, no, just you just like get a... like a parachute and like you know, like parasailing, except with Put a him motorcycle. In a bubble. Yeah. Put him in a bubble. Yeah. And then he, he, if he, a plastic, <laughs> a big plastic ball, ball, you know, bubble thing. <laughs> See, I'm an idea guy. I... A plastic ball bubble, like hamsters. Yeah, we can put him in a hamster ball. Yeah. Just a really, really big hamster ball. All right, Jonathan, do you want to sing the sad panda panda dance song yeah. for Maddie? Sad I thought I'd sing the whole the whole theme. Yeah. Is, what I, oh. is, that, is that good? Yeah. 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 We'll go through the whole thing, and you guys feel free to sing along. We're, we're stalling for Maddie leaving as long as possible, so go right ahead. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. So you're going to play it like wicked slow in a minor key? That would be really weird. I, well, I was here. Don't do that. Around. I've been messing around with trying to make it, you know, well, I only have my guitar here, so... I'm trying to make it a little more, you know, a little folky. So let's see. Let's a little sad and folky. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, all right, let's do it. You ready? Yeah. Dowabunga, crackalacka, it's gaming from a new perspective. Come on, all you fanders, get your hand turkeys. It's isometric. Bree is Michelangelo. You never know what she'll say It might make you uncomfortable But in the very best way Steve is Donatello He hates movies that are good But his heart belongs to Nintendo Even when sometimes it should And and George is Leonardo Her laugh is the glue from a therapist's perspective, she does right by her crew. And Maddie is Raphael, hates everyone with a heart of gold. Yeah! And trying on her mind as she plays guitar from her soul. Biddle, biddle, biddle. <laughs> Everybody the fan to dance. Let's do the fan to dance. Right now, the fan to dance. Do the fan to dance. Fan to dance. Do the fan to dance. Miss you, miss you, miss you, miss you, miss you, Maddie. Fan to dance. Do the fan to dance. Yeah, we're gonna miss you, Maddie. Fan to dance. Do the fan to dance. So goodbye, we're gonna miss you. It's gaming from a new perspective. Come on, all you fans, get your hand turkeys. It's isometric.
doing the panda dance. <laughs> not even joking. I had not listened to that for a little bit, like the whole lyrics, and it's so, so good and so clever and, and delightful. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank yeah, you so no, much for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you, guys. So perfect. Do you have to tell us what, what you're playing? Yeah. Where are you playing? What yeah. am I playing? Yeah. What's what? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about what we're playing, and you're here, so what are you playing? Yeah, you got to tell us what video God. games you're into, man. Do you play any video games? I have not played any games in so long. <laughs> you know, I got... Get the I hell got, off my show. <laughs> I got briefly... I got briefly uh, completely obsessed with Mario Maker. Mm, um, so good. And I actually just gave it... Um, I was like... No, literally, like, with, with the kid, I have, like, been struggling to find time... I would love to spend way more time with Mario Maker, but I just actually, uh, I'm going to lend my Wii U to my niece who just turned seven. And just tonight I got her like up and running on, on Mario Maker. Actually, oh, she's going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were one of the ones people on Twitter that suggested it. And she already, she like took right to it. And it's been like my dream ever since she was born. I, it's been my dream to get her like up and running with, with Mario. Like that's, you know, cause that's been my jam forever. And, uh, to see her sitting there and, like, playing with Mario and then, like, you know, because Mario's a little bit too much for her, like, normal Mario, but seeing her put herself, like, right next to the flag and then, like, put a bunch of enemies down and then, like, give herself a, a star and then just blast through all the enemies and go right to the flag and then be really happy that she did that, you know? And be like, yeah. I did it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, so great and I feel like it'll open up a whole thing for her, so. yeah. 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 Yeah, one of one of the twins is really taken to it pretty hard. I unlocked the Cat Peach costume for her the other night and I got like oh, a hero's man. worship after that. But she's <laughs> she's like a little a little like dungeon master. Like she'll put these horribly ridiculous courses together, like, here daddy, play this. And like <laughs> I, Okay, you need to help me out a little bit because I can't even make the jump to physically make the jump to get to where you want me to be. But she she's really taken to it, like really creatively. Um, and it's it's really cool for her to see. So I, I've, I'm really loving that game for that. I really feel like it's it's really it is going to make an entire generation of you yeah. Know, every single time, a parent will say something to the effect of, "Oh, I just I just don't have any time to play games these days." Yeah. It's like one of those ads in the 80s like this is your brain on yeah. drugs and i go well i'm never doing drugs no yeah. no it's like yeah like this is your life on kids this is your life on kids what is exactly. yeah yeah no well thank you so much for coming on John. Yeah, thank you yeah, thank you guys my, my pleasure yeah, yeah we'll thank have to talk you. to you soon all right sounds all right, good cool cool bye, bye, bye jonathan bye, thank you bye, everybody so long
He's the best. He is. Yeah. That was he is awesome. The best. He is literally the awesome. best. Awesome. Very great. Oh, I'm all moved emotionally. Well, he wrote such yeah. a good song, guys. He did. That's so good. It's too People bad should check out his work for real. Absolutely. People should check out his songs. Yeah. I wish he played more games so we could like make him a host <laughs> on the show. I'd love to hang out yeah. with Jonathan, man. Yeah. Oh, that's too right. bad he doesn't play any video games. <laughs> He's had his chance. <laughs> All right. So who has the least in their eye that wants to talk about what they're playing first? Uh, I can. Okay. Um, do you guys want to hear about Street Fighter? <laughs> oh, no, Jesus you Christ, don't. Oh, I don't know, guys. I can't, I can't get Zach to play anything that isn't a two-dimensional game. I don't know why not. Maybe someday, someday in the far future, I'll get him to play a first person shooter with me. But today is not that day. This week is not that week. Um, we've been playing Street Fighter 2 and I've been starting to play as Zangief because I really want to main Armika. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zangief kind of has some similar moves to Armika, but Armika's not in Street Fighter 2. And I mean, she's in she's in one game, but we, we're trying to like work on fundamentals and stuff. So we're like going back and playing all these old Street Fighters that have slightly more similarities to Street Fighter Five because I don't know by logic that might make us better. Street Fighter Five, it's not going to work. I don't know. So anyway, we're playing Street Fighter Two and Street Fighter Three, and so I'm playing Zangief. I'm like owning at Zangief, you guys. Like usually Zach can beat me at least a little bit, but I feel like a huge jerk because like I'm just killing it. I just won like a gazillion matches in a row with Zangief, and I'm like I got to play somebody besides Zangief, and Zach is like no. Don't you dare play somebody besides Zangief. I gotta master this. <laughs> and it's really, really cute, but I don't know, guys. I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it. <laughs> anyway, I'll write him to the show if he ever beats me. You'll have to let us know. Never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he he cannot he cannot beat my Zangief. But I, you know, eventually it's gonna be Armika. I was thinking about doing an Armika cosplay, but I would have to change like everything about the costume so that it's like something I could actually wear outside. What do you guys think? Yeah, it seems kind of cold. <laughs> I could wear like a full body stocking underneath that and, like, whole a outfit. <laughs> anyway, who else was playing a different video game this week? So, Brie, what are you playing this week? I'm really grooving on Fallout 4. Um, I'm not going to say it doesn't have sewer lighting, bad animation. It's not irritatingly <gasps> difficult. And um, yeah, I don't know why I like this game, but I'm playing it. In fact, uh, as soon as we get <laughs> off the show, I'm going to go play it a whole bunch uh, before bed. So um, that's what I'm playing. Uh, what else have I been working on this week? Honestly, uh, gearing up to get Rev 60 out the door. Um, we've got like two awesome. things left in it, and we're doing that. And um, oh, oh, so... Yeah, that's it. Um, I kind of mentioned this at the top of the show, but I went over to uh, I went over to New York. Uh, yes, on Monday to record an episode of a show on the Science Fiction Channel, which I'm Sweet. very excited Whoa. about. Oh, so, congratulations! Yeah, yeah, it was very exciting. So, yeah, there we go. So, Corey, cool. can I ask you really quick? Because yeah. you were really down on Fallout Four, as was I. Um, yeah. and I'm curious what made it click for you. I think the character creator does a lot because, like, you know, for me to have a character, like, that doesn't look horrible, like the Fallout 
three character creator was, that that goes a really long way. You know, like I can make a character that feels true to me. Um, the gunplay is a lot more, um, it's a lot more accurate. And I think they just refined a bunch of the systems overall. Um, I mean, uh, the core game is very, very similar. Um, and I have to be honest, if like a Final Fantasy were out or some other big game that I really thought was worth sinking 50 or 60 hours into, I would probably go play that and instead but it's um you know it's kind of because there's nothing really else that's out this like one of these games you chip away at does that make sense to you yeah i'm just i'm just curious because i got it too and i played like three hours and like i realized that i didn't care about the world at all and then i just kind of i I have tomb raider to play so it's tomb raider is a much better game. yeah so it's like i could be playing tomb raider or i could be suffering through this so i should just go back to playing tomb raider god i should just delete that whole game save and go play through tomb raider a few more times that's a good call thanks see that's why you keep me around yeah (laughs) so georgia what are you playing this week so i i i downloaded this game It, it was supposed to be like a game that pokemon should have been and i was like oh that sounds like a really strong comment and it's probably gonna be horrible and it's called snapimals Snap in moles. I think like, I saw something like about animals, this. Animals, yeah. snap, moles. And I started playing it thinking it's going to be horrible, and I'm, I'm, I'm terribly addicted to this game. You, you're running a museum, and you're out there as a photographer, and you're trying to take pictures of the animals as you drive by them. And then as you take pictures of the animals, you get rated on your photography and you try to capture different animals and in their best shot. And there's certain shots that you try to get. It is horrifically addicting. This is Pokemon Snap. It is. Okay. Oh, my God. Addicting. And I was like, oh, no. What's the name of it? Snapimals. I'm downloading this immediately. It's so good. You have no idea how long I've wanted another game like Pokemon Snap. This is so good. And then you get points that you can get more film. So they they have a little bit of that candy crush. You have to wait till you get more film or you can earn it or you can buy it. You get good shots and then it rates you on all of your shots and how well you do. And so you're trying to get the perfect shot. But then the animal went away and you're like, ah, I should have taken it when I had, but I only had this number. Then you're running a museum with all of your pictures of the animals in it and you're trying to capture rare animals, animals in certain poses. And then people are commenting on... You know, you're you know asking you, oh, can you please take this shot of this animal? I would really love it, and I'll pay you for it. It's really great. It's well rendered, also. It's got this cute cartoony look to it. I I really like this game. I'm and you get to go to right new. Now. It's this is probably not the same at all. But did you play Amazon <laughs> Trail when you were? Like it was like a follow up to Oregon Trail, so like decades ago, no. it was like a similar premise. I mean, it's incredibly hard. Nobody should go back and play it now. But I remember enjoying it as a youngster, where you huh. you go around and you take pictures of uh, Amazonian animals, um, and it was sort of like a first person shooter, except you're aiming your camera. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, it was kind of great. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like unleashing the kraken. Are there krakens in this game? Oh, I'm this sorry. is like a super jazzy kraken. Thanks, Georgia. Oh God! <laughs> How God. is your download even done? Mine's only uh, halfway through. <laughs> sorry, it's Steve. So good. I live in the future. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's so good. Downloads in Brianna's house go a million times faster than anywhere else. We already uh, established this earlier in the it's, show. It's so cute. You guys are gonna love this game. It's a. It's it's fun. Oh, and there's I a narwhal. On. 
right. Oh, I, I'm not letting Maddie go before she hears about Hearthstone one more time. So it's. Uh... Oh yay! <laughs> Card <laughs> but, games. Uh, but I got so I've been playing the uh, the League of Explorers expansion that they announced at BlizzCon last week, and uh, I'm really liking it a lot. Like the single player games that they've done have been kind of boring the last couple of uh, of rounds because they're just like boss bat- boss battles that are just like really difficult. Um, this one's different because it's like a, it's almost like a. Well, I mean, they don't want to call it an Indiana Jones thing, but it may they may as well be. So there there's a bunch of like well they're they're raiding tombs, and so there's uh, there are a couple of boss battles, but there's also like a temple escape scene in each one where like you'll get there's no boss to battle, but there's just like a bunch of enemies and you just need to survive for ten rounds, and then boulders will fall down and destroy all your minions, or you'll get a card and you can choose between. Uh, you know, taking damage from this trap or maybe taking more damage from the trap or maybe taking none. And it's it's fun in a way that a lot of the single player stuff has really kind of been just like, get me through this so I can get to my cards. And this is the kind of stuff that I want to go back and play on the harder difficulty to actually enjoy it. And the cards are actually really interesting. I mean, I, we don't have time for me to get into the whole metagame and everything, but they're they're making... Uh, different ways of building decks that actually kind of work like there's one card who you can he'll heal you back up to full health but only if you only have one left in your one copy of any card left in your deck so you either need to build a deck that has one offs of everything or uh or play it so late that you've already used up all the duplicates so it's it's making a lot of uh it's adding a lot of freshness to the game that i'm really appreciating and i just to toot my own horn i got up to rank eight this week which was puts me at top five percent of all players in in north america whoa so, that's amazing yeah congratulations so, do you see this you're leaving me with thanks, <laughs> I... thanks a lot manny myers card 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 number 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 a card and a number i don't know man that's what i heard i don't know so i'm i'm gonna i may start i may start seeking out tournaments at some point soon because i'm starting to feel like i might be getting close so Wow, you uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you talk about Hearthstone as much as Mandy talks about Street Fighter. So you yeah, gotta yeah. Be see, good at see, that's yeah. why you're gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, Steve will start playing a different game, but I won't because Zach won't play anything else ever. So, you well, know? my daughter started playing it, so now I can't play anything else ever. So uh, that's fair. Yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, my oldest fair. started playing it. We got her own account, and she's been drawing Hearthstone boards when she's lost electronics for the day. So, uh, yeah, I've created a monster, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or you have created a future pro gamer. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just banking on the eSports uh, scholarship at this point. So. Oh, yeah, the money's going to come rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so do we have any last uh, things that we can stall Maddie with before we, uh, <laughs> before we get out of here? Go read themarysue.com. Go read it. It's a good website. Georgia, you have 16 podcasts that we can keep Maddie from leaving us for like two minutes longer. Yes. It casts one through one billion. Yes, that I have. Um, I was on the Digital Rights podcast. Uh, It's a writer's podcast with Joshua Hillier. Um, I was also on Real World Fitness podcast with uh, Bill Kokiaba. And also I did a uh, talk about anxiety on the radio uh, call-in show called Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> we we need to get you like a, a, a you need to get you into Hearthstone or Street Fighter or something so you don't have time to be on all these podcasts <laughs> right right well you said I wasn't playing at the same time oh uh, well that's true you were snapping pictures of animals oh while you're answering you, phone calls you can't on stop uh, so anything else or should we uh, wrap this up that's it alright well then 
All right, guys. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) You can still find the show notes for this show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. You can send us email and tell us how much you miss Maddie at feedback at isometricshow.com. You can rate and review the show on iTunes. Uh, Five-star reviews help us out a ton. uh, So we really appreciate those. And, uh, we are, as always, part of the Amazing Relay FM network where you can find uh, Bree's other technology show, Rocket, and you can also download the Relay FM app so you can find out when we are streaming live like we are right now if you're listening to us in the chat room. And you can follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am Wicked Good, and Bree, where can people find you? Nice <laughs> And Maddie? You can find me at Samus Clone, and people sent me the nicest tweets this this week. People were so kind, and and thank you so much for sending those. Just wanted to say that quickly. Anyway, Samus Clone, that's it. And Georgia, where can people find you? At Georgia underscore Dow. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening, and isometric workers transform and roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Dow, my